to the Black Men Sidebar Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad, um, and thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. In case you want to leave any feedback to the Sidebar Podcast for us to circle back through at a later date, um, we have a Gmail account. It's blackmensidebar at gmail.com. Once again, blackmensidebar at gmail.com is our Gmail account that we take in feedback or suggestions or just generally some some props that you guys may want to give throughout the podcast. Please enjoy and um, let's check out this week's episode. to the Black Men's Sidebar. I'm your host, Rashad. Um, so, just wanted to talk for a little bit. I know we've been having some longer episodes, so this one's probably going to be pretty short in nature. But I wanted to talk with you guys um, briefly about, one, um, stuff going on in my life, and then two, just uh, maybe a few things going on with in the, you know, social circles. Like, uh, about a week since this podcast has aired, we had our inauguration, um, and I want to at least give my viewpoint on that for a little bit. And then, too, just talk about different aspects in which trauma has affected uh, possibly the way we view the world. But, again, once again, a lot of our episodes have been really, really detailed, really deep. So I want this one kind of to be a little bit more soft-spoken, but at the same time, a little bit more brief and just giving a little bit of breath air, you know, fresh air. And we're back. So, um, on a lighter note, because once again, we've been kind of dealing with some deeper subjects or just uh, longer subjects the last few weeks. Um, for the ones out that saw the inauguration, I think the funniest thing for me, and I had to watch it a little bit while I was working, was did y'all see Lady Gaga coming out with the Hunger Games outfit? It was pretty cool, but at the same time pretty uh funny like she had some hidden meanings in that she wasn't trying to say you know on the broadcast out loud um but for me the best part about it was simply hey it felt like it was a breath of fresh air right it felt like it was a moment in time in which we was like okay we kind of got past the last four years whether you voted for the guy number 45 or you didn't it's just like one of those moments where you could be like yo Okay, cool. Next chapter. Um, I think as a black male, as well as as a, you know, citizen, I think this the last four years is just rough. I mean, I think folks who voted for our president, Mr. Trump, probably was just like, I don't really know if that's all I was looking for. You know, you have times where I can follow you, you got times where I can't. I think the folks who didn't were just like, yo, we just rolling with it just like we would have if our person won. But I think as a whole, by the time we got to the end of it, everybody was like, I'm just glad to have a change of pace. Um, And I think, too, I really appreciated um, Uncle Joe, our current president's um, view on, hey, everybody might be a little bit upset, not just the Democrats president but I'm also the Republican president now you know the proofs and the pudding but I think as a whole at least from my perspective and probably quite a few black men as well this was like okay cool well if we had anxiety around the politicians or the current government status you know we get a little breather but at the same time it's like yo at least we know that the person in the seat is claiming to want to be 
uh, representative of the people. Um, also, I really was digging J-Lo's um, Two Cent when she uh, switched up the, the anthem and went in the, the Latino and the Spanish. I was like, wait a minute, that was a good little move right there. Um, I think I appreciate the season we're in where everyone's like, yo, we want to represent our culture more in the forefront than behind the scenes, um, especially when it comes to the minority side of things, right? Um, I saw the other day that even during COVID, which is kind of funny to me, there is a um, Afrocentric um, concert that's coming to the Atlanta area, which most of you guys know I'm living in, um, where it's all like Black-owned businesses and um, music and from different countries. And it really made me miss the days before COVID where it was like, yo, you can go to a concert and kind of just take a breath and not really worry about work or school. Now, do I think I'm going to go to it? Nah, bruh. I don't see that right now this season. <laughs> uh, I think I'm good when it comes to any form of a COVID scare. I'm just like, hey, man, let's let this vaccine, if it's going to do its work, do its work, or let's let this these numbers go down and then maybe, but... I think as a whole, and this kind of leads us into one of our topics for tonight or today, is just, hey, I think trauma is shown to have more of an effect on people's worldview than we realized on a regular, right, before COVID. I think um, when I look at... um, when I look at my personal experience as a male, I look at, like, me, I'm heavily involved in ministry. So sometimes when I look at people who come to a new church or just people who come to a new state or any of those things, like, there's a level of trauma that affects our worldview. I think even to that extent, like we were talking about a second ago, um, the I didn't realize until maybe the last year or so of... Um, our former president's presidency, how much kind of maneuvered or um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, buried trauma I had because literally while the speech was going, I'm like, okay, cool. We got to breathe in. Where um, I think that we, without realizing it, and sometimes we with realizing it, don't understand how to communicate, especially as a male, right? Um, how we feel because of, for some of us, the time frames when we were younger, to express yourself, right? To show your feelings, to um, process through them instead of, you know, get through it was kind of looked down upon, right? I know growing up, um, there was plenty of slurs and maybe they didn't seem as derogatory at the time, but slurs that were used for a guy that if you got hit on the football field and you didn't just bounce up, um, where it was derogatory, right? Or it was like, yo, man, you got some sugar in your tank. Like, what's going on? Where I think now everyone is realizing how much words have power as well as um, trauma affects our language, right? We, we don't realize how quickly, yo, um, how someone else feels about something we're doing or saying um, until they express it. But the thing is, is if you if you have a generation or a group of people who have not 
really been taught even how to process or express those emotions. Sometimes it just comes out all at once. It's like you just had that ticking time bomb and now you're expressing everything but not really getting out words that people understand. Um, and it's just made me and my personal walk a little bit more grace-filled when just listening to people. I feel like everybody has a story and most people just want to be heard. But if we're both trying to get out our story at the same time, how is it that we actually learn and grow and meet people where they're at? Like y'all have heard me say that a lot of times. I always want to meet people where they're at. Well, I know for me, sometimes I just have to slow down and listen, right? <laughs> I have a tendency that my wife, y'all have heard her name come up a few times, so she won't beat me up too bad for saying it. My wife will tell me, or even if we have company, she'll like tap me on the knee. And be like, hey, bro, just, just slow down, right? I have this tendency, and maybe it's because uh, on a personal level, I have, like, a narcolepsy. So a thought or anything sometimes will just slip away. Now, I'm not going to drive off and swerve in no roads, but sometimes I'm like, yo, I'll have a thought during the middle of a conversation, and then I'll just jump in the conversation and say it. Um, and I noticed just with us making new friends or making deep relationships that when we do that, um, it kind of causes people to shut down. It causes people to kind of um, turn off, right? Um, and I think for me personally, it's become, hey, did I ever learn growing up how to just have um, open dialogue in a healthy manner, right? Or is it some level of trauma in which I haven't learned to just like take a breath and listen, process a little bit, Make sure the other person feels, you know, understood or heard and then go forward in the conversation and give my point of view. Almost as if, like, my pastor said it this week. He was like, we as uh, believers are trying to win people, not the argument. Um, I know for our ladies, sometimes it's like, yo, everyone else is going to jump over us in the convo. So I got to get my point out or my point won't be heard. Some of our us fellas, it's like, yo, um, I need to get my point out as, you know, quickly or blunt as possible so that I don't look weak, but you ain't going to play me. But I think for me, it's become, hey, what is it that causes people or me myself to draw back instead of push forward, but push forward enough to really make sure hey, I'm listening before I just throw something out there. And I think personally, yo, I think it might be a little bit of trauma, right? For us to grow up in, you know, the black household, it's, it's, it's a few rules of the land, like what happens in this house stays in this house. You know, that's one of them. But the other, it is, hey, you a child, stay in a child's place. And I think, unfortunately, without realizing it, sometimes we're doing that so long that as you grow into an adult, you really don't know how to see yourself anywhere else other than a child, right? And then it becomes harder as you become an adult. And some of the advice you may get from parents or older siblings or that may not really work for your lifestyle or where you're at. So you try to get your point out, but at the same time, you're like, you want to be respectful. And I think because we've taught our generations, present generations under us, generations before us, hey, know your place. You really don't know what your place is until you get a little older, until some of us go to college, until some of us maybe go to the service or just get out the house. 
But at the same time, did we learn it in a healthy manner, right? Do people generally find us loving, caring, and, you know, folks that we can hold a good conversation with? Um, or is it more of a, hey, um, that person rarely let you get a two-center out, rarely let you have a word, like, <laughs> you feel like you want to debate every time you're talking to them. If you don't have everything laid out real well, then you don't even want to bring it to them, right? Um and I think for me, it's become, hey, how do I, one, take a breath and just settle in what either whom the Lord has brought to me for this season or friends that are close to me that I haven't seen in a while? How do I make my presence a place of comfort as well as a place of um, opportunity to just be heard and then maybe get a little bit of advice, right? One question my wife asked me a while back, she was like, are we even relatable? And at first I was like, I don't know, I'm relatable. You know, I don't know about you. <laughs> but then it, it forced me to think and I and I sat and like kind of marinated on it and was like, do people generally um come to to the table and conversation community and communion and that kind of jazz or just like come around when uh they just want to talk and find my company inviting or is it just like they know every time they talk to me i'm gonna give them a lecture um and i think for me maybe some of it's come out of just being the oldest sibling right but some of it has come out of hey it's helped me understand, yo, I need to be more self-aware to people. As well as, um, I need to understand, hey, um, everyone comes to the table with a little bit of trauma. How am I supporting them in my presence and my social interactions with them? As well as, hey, how am I challenging them in a way that's comfortable? Like, how self-aware am I to that? And then two, hey, how often or how many people do I have in some form of or, or arena in which um, I can be my um, authentic self with? And also, I feel comfortable, you know, um, just having general conversation with. And, hey, what are some small wins in which that... Um, I can keep building on that. So it's just been some thoughts. I told you guys this one will be a little bit shorter, but I wanted to do something a little different um, and something a little shorter because I know you guys got busy weeks. Um, so we got one more segment, um, and then we'll close it out, and then uh, I'll see you guys next week. All right. All right. Welcome back. Um, so for the last portion, I wanted to uh, you know bring a little bit of faith back to the conversation as well um and one word of encouragement which we're probably gonna start adding to these podcasts that i would want to drop with you guys is matthew 6 25 and 34 um basically saying therefore i tell you do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body what you will wear it is not life more than food and the body more than clothes Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Um, I think as we kind of careen this podcast episode to a close and just talking about, hey, 
take a breath. Understand you might be triggered, but you're going to be okay. Um, I, within even our personal life, me and Erica are getting prepped for a move, getting prepped for a new job opportunity that's not necessarily around the corner from where we currently live, working through, you know, leases and all that good jazz. I can be honest and say, hey, I have been uber triggered in my own personal life and realized, yo, the only way in which I can be a resource to others is to take some of the stuff that we've been talking about even in the last podcast um, or a few podcast episodes ago, making some time for myself and just taking a breath. So that, that, that scripture really has been speaking to me. Hey, you see how much your Heavenly Father cares for you. How much do you care for yourself? To put yourself first, I think as a black male, sometimes that's hard for us because look that like, yo, you got to take care of your family or take care of your, your household or, you know, um, take care of you know, the ministry over or get that grind at work. But hey, I can't do any of those things if I'm on an empty tank. So I hope that encourages you a little bit as we work through, you know, our new political climates, as we work through our new life climates, as we hope that the pandemic slows down a little bit. Because I think it was really encouraging to me. It was like, yo, if God cares for me that much, why don't I care for me that much? And let me even take some time and self-reflect and be sure that the reason I don't care for me that much is because someone has made me believe that I don't matter. And I do. And I want to encourage you guys, hey, take some time, self-reflect this week. Think about that. And uh, we're going to jump into our last segment. Um, we haven't done one in a little while, um, a doggy chronicle. So I hope you guys enjoy it. It's a little funny. And then, um, as always, you guys leave us some feedback uh, on blackmensidebar at gmail.com. Uh, we also are going to be working on getting uh, boosting up our social media platform. So if you guys are on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, uh, we ain't quite on TikTok yet. <laughs> Um, so that you guys can also leave some feedback there. But uh, we'll be right back. We're back for our final segment. So the Doggy Chronicle of the Week is real simple. Um, so there was a time period in which we uh, went out and hung out with some friends. So the ones of you guys who know us personally, we have a older dog. Her name is Grandma Shelby. She is 10 years old. She is a, a hound pit bull mix. One of the best dogs in the world because she was trained to go into the elementary school for like some uh, like social anxiety therapy type of deal. But she's not no support animal by no means. She, she has a mind of her own. So Grandma Shelby has these facial expressions in which you know, oh, you in trouble. So one night we went out with some friends, hung out, um, and then we came back. And it had to be like 1230, maybe one o'clock. And so Grandma Shelby sits down um, towards the bottom of our house where it's laid out. So we come in the door, um, you know, we laughing, joking. Tell me why the minute we came in the door, the dog looked at us like we disturbed her, her whole sleep, her whole mojo, right? The dog turned around with one eye open and just looked at us like, you got me messed all the way up, right? And we just was like, okay. So we and Eric, we looked at each other. Then we looked at the dog. The dog looked at us. We looked at each other. We looked at the dog again. And we were like, yeah. 
So Grandma Shelby has a bedtime, y'all. And so we were like, yeah, we sorry, homie. She looked at us like we was a bad roommate. And we realized that day, uh, yeah, so we come in late. We got to come in through the garage door or something because Grandma Shelby is not with the foolery in her house. But it made us so... It made the whole house feel like it had more of a personality because we were like, yo... It was this whole five-minute segment where we're all just looking at each other like, my bad. <laughs> so you guys get a little snippet into what kind of roommates we are. But at the same time, get a, get a little bit more of an idea of what our dogs like. Um, So you guys know, as always, if you want to submit any feedback for Black Men Sidebar, you can leave it at uh, the Black Men Sidebar at gmail.com. Um, there should be some more social media platforms and feedback loops in which you can Leave additional feedback, and thank you for tuning in. See you guys soon.